Hello everyone, welcome back to Tech China and uh, this is Kushal Ashok and we are here at Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference in San Jose and uh, we have two more developers with us. I'm going to start with the introductions. Actually, Veena does. For myself, I've been a developer for more than five years now and this is of course my first time attending the conference and it's been a great experience not just watching the sessions but also meeting great people like these two guys sitting next to me. So let's start with my left. I'm Digendra. I'm from Dallas. I've been developing the iOS apps since 2011. Uh, it's almost like uh, seven years. I'm really excited to be here in WDC. It's my first time being here. And of course, as Kusal said, like I love meeting the people around the world. So I'm so glad I'm here and I could make a lot more friends. Very nice to have you, Digendra, and thank you for joining us on a, such a short notice. We have another developer here who is from China, and mm. I'm pretty sure that all of our listeners will be uh, having a little bit of Chinese if you want, and uh, you're happy to listen to that. Can you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Michael, Michael Zhang. So I'm from China, apparently, uh, but I'm more now live and working in Canada, Toronto. I'm from a startup company, consultant company. This is also my first time being in WDC. So excited and so excited to meet all the great people, great developers, and that's great, fantastic experience so far. All right, so that's great. We have, uh, you're originally from Sri Lanka, did you know, right? Uh, I'm from Nepal. I'm oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Nepal. Yeah, I'm from Nepal. I've been here for almost close to 12 years, so okay. it's been a long time. So yeah, like logically you're basically now from Bay Area, so. No, no uh, I was head. in the Bay Area before. Uh, I was here for almost like about four or five years until 2011, I guess, end of 2011. And then in 2012, I started working and then, you know, like I'm traveling all around the United States. So being into okay. Dallas, being into the Colorado Bay Area, Houston, you know, like basically these are the places that I've been here. And, and now I'm based in Dallas, so I'm working over there. Okay, great. So, and how about you? What's your travel experience like? Where have you been moving to? I've been moving around the world for like quite a few years. So, I've been working in China for like a year when I was working on a client project and now move on to Canada and now US for a, a little bit, like longer than two months. So, mm -hmm. I, this is my third time being in the Valley. Yeah, it's been working all around the world. All right, so I guess I'm the only one who's first time in the valley. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to more tips from you guys on the weekend. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead with the first question. And uh, so, Digendra, what do you think is the uh, most likable thing about WWDC? And in terms of uh, fellow developers who might be listening to this, why do you think they should come to this particular conference? It's first, is the networking, right? You need to know what's going in the community of Apple and Apple developers, right? You know the other side of the world, what they are doing it. That's the first thing, right? First, uh, it's, it's the community. The next thing is what next for Apple, right? As I see with the theme of an Apple, I can say that it's, yes, Apple is going towards the AR and VR. That's the next, right? And with machine learning on the side, right? That's next. My prediction with the theme that Apple, you know, like the WWDC 2018 theme, you know, like I just got it. Like, yes, that's the big announcement for them. And they're really, really, really pushing hard on that. Yeah, that's totally, uh, that's what I'm here for as well as because the community means a lot to all the developers, connections, and of course, the bugs that we find, the solutions that we're getting <laughs> yeah. from the labs. Yeah, they are like, just, we cannot put a price on that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how about you, Michael? Okay, so before talking about why I like the being here, mm -hmm. so I want to say something like, as an Apple developer, it's not too easy, right? So there are lots, so many people that 
don't like Apple products, like they don't agree with the philosophy or design with Apple. And you know, as a developer, you're working on iOS projects. You need something to rebuild your confidence on your on your belief in your work. So it's being here for me is like a great chance to rebuild my confident as a iOS developer. You meet so many great developers all around the world. They're all working on the similar platform, all different, like fantastic, interesting projects. That's really a huge, huge thing for me. Just meeting with people, like rebuild your confidence as an iOS developer. It's just feels great. And also the labs I tend to, so you have a chance to having a one-on-one talking with Apple engineers. It's just like any question you have, like only anything you're unsure about those like new platforms, new frameworks you want to work on, just ask them a question and they'll just answer you on the side, on the spot. That just feels like one-on-one with a one-on-one experts. It's just like answer your questions and you have nothing to worry about in your projects. Yeah, feels great. Yeah, definitely. So basically, I think you covered two points there. One is like to boost your confidence and mm-hmm. to get the feel like, oh, I'm part of a bigger community. I'm not exactly. the only developer fighting with other kind of developers, you know, <laughs> like or, or yes. Yes, dealing yes. with all the competition, of course. But yeah, because when we come here, you had a, a huge reinforcement, which starts on the first day itself uh-huh. when you get the design awards and you see the yeah. people achieving so much. Exactly. And uh, you see people from all different backgrounds achieving a lot. So that definitely definitely boosts confidence and mm-hmm. for, as a developer. I totally agree with you on that. So overall, it's like a great experience. And also you get the unique opportunity to talk to mm-hmm. the Apple engineers one-on-one. Yeah. You can spend a long time with them. And even after party, uh, let's talk yeah. about after party. What do you think? Like after 5.30, that's the last session. But I believe most of us stay in the area, mm-hmm. hang out at some place. Like yesterday, I went to the Mac Rumors Mixer. How about you, Dijendra? Did you go to some place? Yeah, I went to the Apple campus yesterday because yeah. today is a bash right so Thursday yeah. tomorrow everybody's leaving so I think I have only one day opportunity so I went to the Apple campus the new Apple park wow it's awesome like <laughs> I have never seen that's building ever so it's it's a different experience and you know like I cannot say I cannot describe it like it's it's awesome any other uh, community event you attended? In the yeah, I, I tried to attend the Firebase event, but, you know, like, uh, I could not. I would really love to go to the Firebase event, but I met the guys from the Firebase and talked with them, like, and the community, and it's really good. I like that. So, uh, how the Firebase is doing, I think it's it's purchased by Google right now, but still people are a little skeptical with the Google and all those privacy and all those stuffs are going on right now, but still, you know, like, all is well, everything good, right? Uh, I think people can go move further uh, with the Firebase stuff. They are trying out different things on that hopefully that platform will gonna you know like nurture more in the future right so definitely oh, there's so many community meetups like firebase and there was instagram whatsapp <laughs> and um, just yesterday there was from mac rumors mixer so a lot yeah. of things i happening. think there is something from all conference right i still remember uh she's a blogger and she's very active in the swift community uh, what's her name her name is natasha i think probably you guys heard it not natasha natasha the blog robot. That the robot i think she <laughs> changed her name natasha to something i think she's just uh, renamed something uh, i need to Twitter handle but she's awesome i really love to see her but unfortunately she didn't win the uh, lottery like sorry we didn't she didn't win the WDC uh, ticket this year but she's here on the town right but really love to see her uh, yeah. to meet her personally and uh, we'll see if I can find her in the next two days right yeah so because those are the kind of people who really are inspiration for us the people from whom like we read blogs and we get inspired and we not just inspired but we get solutions right <laughs> so that's perfect to meet such kind of people so yeah how about you Michael uh, what kind of community meetings you have been attending over here i haven't 
kind of embarrassing experience on Tuesday. Okay. So after work, you were talking about Firebase. So I went to the Instagram and WhatsApp event. So uh, you know, like it's like everyone's sending out tickets. I got the ticket. I, I thought I was lucky. And then when there, the event was great. Like they have great foods, great drinks. So you can meet a lot of developers. And it's just like while we were talking and while socialing, the one of the Instagram guy come over and jumping into our conversation he's like oh guys hi okay so like after some talking some minutes he like oh do you want to kind of uh working with instagram you know it's, it turned out that, that would be a social event but it's actually a recruiting event <laughs> but overall that that feels kind of weird but also fun you get a chance to meet with all the great developers and it yeah and also the food is yeah, so basically, yeah, because these companies are sponsoring the drinks and food and everything, yeah. so obviously they want something in return, right? So I'm pretty sure <laughs> they were looking for developers like you who, that's who might want. That's pretty smart. Yeah, that's know. a good way to exactly. know, get you know, smart people. Yeah, we already paid our hotel and our flight, and all, all they need to do, okay, rent a venue and start talking with people, and you get that one-on-one chance to meet with uh, all the great developers. Yeah. Smart. Even, <laughs> that's a very smart move to organize a meetup as a company, mm-hmm. because you get to invite all these developers, right? That's You can put the prerequisite that you attending a WDC or at least AltConf, yeah. and then you get to make sure that all these developers are at one place where you can not just talk to them, but also like pitch them, yeah. like, like to you so that's maybe someone would be lucky to get some his dream job right uh-huh. <laughs> all right so michael I, I believe you also have a question so how about we go ahead with that okay so for you guys what do you think that apple has already announced like represent apple's vision that's a very good question mike yes i can see that i know it's very difficult to predict apple right because mm-hmm. they they are very close guarded they don't want to get anything leaked out right they're very close guarded but you know like we can make some kind of caching game with what we are what they are doing from the past two years and where they are going i can see clearly see that ai machine learning is the next mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. That's where they are moving, right? And as you can see with their theme, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, you know, like you can see with the AR and the VR stuff, they are really, really pushing really hard on that, mm-hmm. right? And of course, they in the keynote, if you can see that, they have demoed AR games, right? Like how things are, you know, like how they, you can play the games in the next level, right? You have an empty table right there. And mm-hmm. now with an iPad or iPhone, you can just play a game, right? Yeah. Wow, that's that's the future. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to just play around a table, right? Yeah. <laughs> With the iPad making all those noises. So that, that's, yeah, that's a game worth trying for sure. And other than the, uh, for me, other than this, um, of course, the air is always there and metal is going to, definitely going to be in the future hmm. and also i think the way they added class kit and how they're also uh, you know making sure that education is always you know upfront and there's always going to be good stuff coming in for in terms of class kit because there are a lot of developers specifically working on apps for children mm-hmm. and things like class kit are definitely going to help them do it faster and better so mm-hmm. that's again something very visionary from apple that yeah we are taking care of all different aspects of uh, human life and yeah like you know helping with the in terms of technology and because i think from what i have seen the acceptance level of apple products has been great in terms of not just enterprises but also schools and universities mm-hmm. like they already announced that there are so many universities accepting a lot of stuff so it's going to be great i mean if this goes on as planned i think we all developers are gonna be in a good for a good trade right exactly yeah. so yeah the vr ar stuff you're talking about and the education class kit also like one of the most important fitness and well-being 
Apple is also very great on these. Like they're pushing towards the like the human well-beings, and that kind of shows their responsibility. Not just being tech company like earning more money, they're also responsible for human life and for education, for、uh, fitness and wellness. That for me is like that's something big corporation should take the responsibility. And for me, the most visionary thing. I think I agree with you. Like VR, AR. So one of them is the unified format USDZ. So that thing I think is really, really like visionary. So we all know, like on the internet, we can listen to music, MP3, AAC format, all those images, video format, and that USDZ is going to be the VR format in a few years. So like they already partner with Pixar and Disney and Adobe. So, like the company will jump in, improve this format, and by the time of the, that's the very popular and more devices start to support this format, we're gonna use that format not only on our, you know, mobile phone. We can use on our computers. We can use on the website. So we saw one image, drag them, place that into a real life camera. That's just being there. It's just so fantastic. The experience is like very visionary for me. You know, and even the machine learning, right? I know everybody thinks that machine learning is great. Like, oh wow, everybody talks about that. But in the developer community, if you see as a general developers, right, everybody is kind of confused. Like, okay, where gonna I'm gonna start, right?、Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a pain point. I think they address this one here、uh, in this WWC 2018, okay. right? It's a create ML, right? If you have、uh, listened to yesterday's、uh, presentation, create ML, that's fantastic,、yeah. right? I think it's kind of drag and drop, right? Like、yeah. you create a bunch of photos, drag and drop it. It'll create a model, and which is very very efficient than any other model creating、uh, platforms that in、uh, in the market right now, like Keras and TensorFlow, all those, right? They and they say that. I think it's like it's dramatically reduced the model sizes、mm-hmm. by I don't know、uh, I forgot the percentage, but it's dramatically reduced the、uh, size of the model, right? And which will inc- open the avenues of creating amazing apps、uh, down the road, right?、Totally. Like I'm really、totally. excited on that, and I already have some plans to create some other apps that you know, like I can just push it in an app store.、Oh, really? So. Yeah, it's not just about images, right? They include text,、uh, you know, mood, and everything. So that's amazing. And also, I attended the theory session, and it was really amazing as well because it was not just drag and drop, but it also added a lot of detail functionalities like applying fil- exchanging filters and things like that. So it's up to you what you want to learn, right? There's so many things happening in、yeah. just five days. It's like、uh, you just have to keep making notes of what you're gonna do for the next five months or maybe for the whole year. Right, you can go through this content for a long time. So、uh-huh. that's amazing content and amazing experience for sure. So how about Dijendra?、Uh, you have a question for us.、Uh, what do you like most here in the WWC? If you want to say the number one, right? Like, what do you like it? Right? Do you like the people? Do you like the presentation? Do you like the environment? What do you like? For me, it would definitely be the environment. The overall, like. Of course, the people are part of the environment, so、mm-hmm. that that brings it in. But yeah, I mean, other than the sessions, there of course like the first hand experience because when you're sitting there and you can see the presenter in front of you, that's a totally different experience than watching online. But other than that, like we already discussed about talking to Apple engineers and not just going to them with our problems, but also like generate discussions. Sometimes we just get into details like, oh, I have this app in my phone. What do you think? Like, can I do it in TVOS? Can I do it in WatchOS? What are the suggestions you have for us? And They are really、uh, nice people and always open to sharing ideas. So it's never been a problem to talk to these guys. And I think that's what I like the most that we have people 
to help us all the time. So, mm-hmm. and also, like you said, Michael, it's very motivating for us for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for me, it's also people, but it's on a different perspective. So, so that from day one, I was starting to line up from the keynotes from like very early in the morning, like four thirty something, and uh, I saw their Apple employees. They were so passionate, so energetic. Oh, they were there at four thirty. They as were well? there at four thirty wow. as well. So that shows some kind of respect, you know. You know, they respect all the developers that are working on their platform. And every employee from Apple, they are so passionate and so, like, loving and caring about their job. They don't take that job as just a, a work they want to do. They actually love working with Apple. So I was actually talking with a, a couple uh, staff, just, you know, the guy who just brought us here. And he has been working with Apple for five years. And the other lady who just brought me here, she's been working with Apple for over 10 years. That's wow. crazy. That's like crazy long time in this valley. Especially, I've been working with some clients in the valley before. So if a guy working with one company for more than two years, he already compete like 60, 70% of the rest of the employees. Here in Apple, you can see some, so many employees love their job. They don't want to even switch. That's a passion that really affects me, really gives me, like, make me feel I'm respected, I'm some, something, someone important in this conference. Yeah, that's just amazing because 10 years in a company and also loving it, still loving it. It's yeah. like, yeah, definitely they're definitely doing something great to keep mm-hmm. their employees happy and not just happy, but full of energy. I mean, the first day I came in, we were just walking by and they're clapping and shouting and everything. Yeah. So it really brings in a lot of energy in you and uh, helps you kickstart your day, right? Like yeah. the, as soon as you enter the campus, it's like, oh, the people greeting you all the way and bringing you to the halls and everything. So it's so that that's what counts, right? It's uh, totally different from any other conference or any other meetings that I've attended till now. So that's totally different. (laughs) Right. So we still have a lot to cover. We're going to talk about some specific announcements that were made and how they're going to impact people in actually the States. We have the general living here for quite a while. And then Michael can talk a little bit about China. Mm -hmm. What do you share the perspective from the Chinese people, what what do you think is going to happen? And I can talk about both China and India because I've been working in China for two and a half years, so I do understand the market a little. But yeah, for India as well. So let's go ahead with the first one. So Dijendra, what do you think about the parental controls announced recently in terms of screen time and all those things that we can control? Because now you, the parents can actually not just control which kind of apps they use or like which kind of apps the kids are downloading, but also how much time they're allowed to use those apps for. I think Apple, you know, like really address the underlying problem that is having with the kids here in the States, right? Because everyone, US, right, you have an access of everything, right? Internet, phones, iPads, tablets, and you know, like, kids are not talking with their kids, right? They're not playing with each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you think, go back to like 20 years, 20, 30 years, uh, we were playing all the day with the kids, interacting, social interactions. Now, like kids, you know, like they sit with their iPad, iPhone, even they are together, they never talk. They just play the games, right? They really love to chat, they really do, but not in person, right? I think that's the fundamental of human being, like it's been messed out with the technology, right? It's a downside of technology. So with the improvement of those parental controls and the limit that, 
you know like the parents can put uh, to their child with those uh, settings and you know like the features that they announce i think that will really really help for those kids to be you know like more interactive with their other kids right like social interaction in person interactions right mm-hmm. and also they can control more lot more contents right because for the kids you know like the internet everything is available right they may go to the good or bad contents you never know right so the parents has a fine tuned control over all of those things that the kids should not go or could should not look right that's a very good announcement from apple all right yeah i mean personally i feel that definitely technically it it works but i'm just trying to understand how it would dev- work in india for example if my parents put parental controls feature on my phone but my friends are not having the same restrictions then i'm going to try and you know use another phone or you know talk to my parents say hey, why well, i'm the only one having this kind of restriction so mm-hmm. that could be a challenge in terms of the how community does that but yeah i totally agree in terms of self control these things are never, definitely going to help if anyone wants to have self control if this you know the screen time and you set up for yourself that okay this is what my limit for the day is because we all need time management for sure and if we can check oh this is how much time i spend here because right now we can already check how much data i use and how much uh, battery i use for facebook mm-hmm. but not like how much time i use this particular app so if you have that that's certainly going to help us plan our day and control our use of a particular app or particular things that we might be addicted to mm-hmm. right and what do you think about this michael addiction is definitely a, a very very big thing in china right now it's so like kids or even the young adults like are so addicted to games like think things like wonder rongya or things like the games like pubg shijiyoshi so like they spend tens of hours every day on those games and and i definitely agree with apple's vision that they want to ensure everyone's living a well-being life they they don't want those electronic rpm electronic opium to affect people's life those i totally agree It's just like technically how that's going to work in china um to be honest i'm not sure cuz for my parents for my myself experience my parents doesn't they don't even know how iphone works so they so i can see that for some of the families that has higher education or much younger families they may be able to control their kids by putting password putting parental controls but for a little bit older generations is not going to work very well until someone teach them yeah that's definitely why we have like things like workshops right because just mm. the last weekend i was in san francisco's apple store and they had this uh, today at apple sessions so i think those kind of sessions are really important for older generations and people who want to get into this kind of things and they actually take it very slow and explain it to you very properly mm. so i'm not sure it's if, if it's happening very well in china as of now but as soon as it comes into the nearest stores and people start going there th- i think that is when the community is going to be able to make full use of it mm. because because right now we developers know th- about this but yeah like you said many people don't know how to use that so mm-hmm. that feature might be hidden or never being used so exactly yeah uh, that's agreed upon and what about carplay you oh wow i'm really excited with the carplay announcement right they announced the carplay framework for the maps they opened the door for the maps i know everyone is waiting on the third party maps uh, to be you know like added into the car and the their dash right and right now currently we only have the apple maps right fortunately unfortunately we have the only one choice right so now it will open the whole big avenue of adding the maps and 
you know, like making other apps, you know, like for the maps and the point of interest, right? Right in the dash, right? Not only the Apple Maps. I think that will really, really change how we drive and how we interact with the vehicles, right? I think the people are talking about autonomous vehicles and all those good things, right? I think I, I can see the future, uh, I know, and where the Apple is going towards it, right? So, and uh, one good thing to share is like, I have few apps that plays an audio, right? And, and, and I try to, you know, like making CarPlay apps because I was really passionate about that platform and it's very in early stage but even though i'm very passionate but apple denied my uh, you know like um, uh, certificates to make the app right and yesterday i went to the lab and i talked right hey this is my app this is what it does this has this potential like and why did you deny it and they feel very very sorry to me that like, i don't know what happened internally but you know like submit the next request next two days you're definitely gonna hear back otherwise you just send me an email i'll make sure you know, like you will get the certificates to develop it. And that's awesome. And that really boosts my energy that, yes, I can do now the next step in the CarPlay platform, right? Which is pretty new right now. I may or may not all the cards have it, but I can see the future where the Apple is going towards. And I want to be the first, right, to enter that platform. Yeah, definitely. And what do you think about CarPlay, Michael? I'm really excited about this as a consumer and as a developer as well. So as a consumer, <laughs> I now has the uh, ability to use third, third party navigation apps. You know what I'm talking about. So uh, I'm so excited about that. Also, as a developer, now we can make audio and navigation apps for Apple CarPlay. And that is a, quite a big thing because everyone has a CarPlay. They really want to use it all, all the time. And I have a CarPlay car, and I, the first thing I got in my car is just plug in my phone and open CarPlay. It's really convenient and really recommend to anybody who has CarPlay, just try it out. It's the next level of in-car experience. But again, like for me, there's one a little bit concern about this is like in Apple's CarPlay framework, they only open a certain template for music and navigation apps. So basically, I know their concern is like they want to ensure the same in-car experience for touchscreen CarPlay or not CarPlay for all things like this. It just really kind of kills some of our ideas for designing better UI or UX, like something using gestures in car, like something using like, you know, voice in car. Those abilities are still not available yet. So I'm really hoping Apple in the future can open this kind of uh, fully customized UI for touchscreen CarPlay devices, that'll be great. Yeah, I think I kind of get where you're going with that because uh, I, probably they're blocking it uh, knowingly because they don't want to make people to m take advantage of it in a wrong way. Maybe, you know, what they, what they want to ensure is that whatever you put on the CarPlay is actually for the car mm -hmm. and it's supposed to, it can be used by the driver while he's driving or like not, you know, it should not be right. very distracting for the driver. So if you bring in, allow all this custom UI, maybe you put in something which requires a lot too much attention mm. or like too much details. If you put in there, it's yeah. totally going to distract the drivers. I think that's why they do this. But definitely if you uh, probably going to talk to more engineers, they're going to give you the more insight into that. But that's uh -huh. what I think. Yeah. Yeah, and for personally, I feel like yeah, I went developers from Ford on the Loop Bash on Monday, and they were really excited about it. Like, yeah, this is gonna open so many different uh, features for us because they continuously work on CarPlay, 
and personally as well uh, like you guys said it's definitely more accurate to have different kind of maps sometimes because even in china i think apple is depending on autonavi to get all the coordinates all the correct right yeah, yeah. and uh, certainly in india as well sometimes google maps works better than the apple maps or whatsoever but anyways all of these are definitely better than the inbuilt navigation system in the cars mm-hmm. i mean most of them so it's definitely going to help a lot of developers to put in the best maps in the car and the navigation I right agree. yeah all right so what do you guys think about group notifications right i remember scrolling through my notifications on the lock screen like 25 or 30 i don't know like if you leave the phone for too long and if you don't disable the notifications for the apps that you don't care about then definitely it's going to be like huge number of notifications on the screen right yeah yes apple you know like address that common problem that everybody is facing probably you know like even tim cook is facing the same stuff right like a bunch of notification for if you look at for a whole day hundreds and hundreds of notifications and if you have to delete that oh my god you need to spend like quite some time to you know like go through every single items and delete it right i think they address that common problem and the ui looks amazing for the group notification right and it addresses the common problem that we are having it and the notification platform itself is you know like kind of getting mature right you can see that how it began and how it you know advanced and now i can see that the platform itself is getting mature and with the addition to this group notification yes definitely you know like they address the common concern about like deleting the notification looking back and in silent mode right like if you want to go asleep you know like and you can turn on the silent mode you know like no notification at all your phone is completely silent until you wake up in the morning that's amazing so i love that feature yeah they also added it for driving when whenever i'm moving it's always going to ask me are you driving is no i'm not driving let me see my notifications <laughs> <laughs> yeah so definitely group notifications are going to help and uh, michael what do you think about this dynamic feature of this group notifications right we also have an interactive feature now coming in where you can do a lot just from the notification screen you don't need to yeah. get into the app yeah let's talk about the group notification first because i was a i'm a heavy wechat user i believe every chinese chinese people who has a smartphone they all in part of the wechat group so like i have a one group i i forgot to turn the notification off for that group and the next day i woke up there's 250 notification on my lock screen i have to scroll like for 5 minutes to get it down get down to the last one so with a group notification that is no longer an issue and with granular control of the notifications like developer can choose you know for a group chat you can group all that messages in that group into one group and leaving all the like individual one to one messages at the other groups that's another feature that's really good for you don't want to miss anybody's like anyone important that direct message to you and that will be still showing on as a separate group and that's a really good feature i think it'll be i think which has it's definitely going to implement that in the future Yeah and the, and the use cases that were shown with the intent I mean definitely people are probably never going to open the app sometimes you know you can just reply from the if you're not creating a new message you can easily reply from the notification itself mm-hmm. and if you just want to like uh, like they were trying to order soup right so you you don't need to open the app to order soup or to change a particular ingredient or change the quantity all these things can be done through Siri or uh, you know yeah so what about Siri shortcuts because wow that's a amazing announcement Siri so I really love that feature uh, you know like it opens it again you know like different avenue for you know like how we do a voice interaction right how we interact with the Siri to do certain tasks right the ordering the food right your you know like the metadata information that they provides it right is amazing i love it 
Yeah, Siri shortcuts is a combination of a Siri and a workflow. Not sure you guys used workflow before. That's a great, great app. Like, yeah, so, totally use that. Yeah, yeah, I think they stole the concept of the workflow. Actually, they acquired workflow. Acquired, workflow. acquired it. Oh, yes, I didn't knew that. Okay, okay, okay. So that makes yeah. more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so that, before, if I want to search a picture on Google Image Search, I have to download. I find a picture, download it, go to the the website, or even use my Mac to upload the picture and search that. With workflow, just create one shortcut and boom, that's it. So with Siri shortcut, it's even more convenient. You can just ask Siri to do that shortcut for you. So it's a next level of workflow. I'm really happy. I'm really glad Apple is actually like really value the workflow, the efficiency workflow that brought into our consumers, and also enhance that with Siri. That's 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 great news for us. Yeah, and what I like about all these things is that everything happens on your phone. For example, if you talk about ads and other features, like if you're trying to order boots, right? You go to Jindong or like some particular mm -hmm. website, and then you go to another site, and you're going to see the same kind of boots popping mm -hmm. up. So that's because your data is being going there. Oh, yeah. And that's what they have been blocking through the Safari privacy issues. However, on the other hand, what we see through Siri shortcuts is that if you try and do, let's say, order a soup, and you donate the intent, and then you next time you want to do that, it's going to suggest it without actually uploading your personal details anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is happening through your phone and you still get the personalized experience that actually makes a difference in everyone's life because uh, you want to try that again sometime and the phone's going to judge or, you know, learn about you. It's going to be your friend, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all already our friend. We, I think we talk to our phones the most, right? Yeah, it's like a friend, but don't talk to other friends. Yeah, definitely. We can use it for so many things. I remember the tool picture. Did you, did you guys notice that? The tool, they started with a rock and then they started with a phone. So it was in the design <laughs> session. So definitely how we changed the tools from so many years and now we have the iPhone. So next up is design. Um, Michael, maybe start with you in terms of design. What oh, yes. Uh, so I went to a session yesterday about quality of great designs. That was a really good session. Like if, if one of you haven't checked it out, so check out that WDC uh, website. So the speaker talked about the design philosophies of Apple, like what the quality of the great design is. So that really gave me some, um, some thinking about how, as a developer, how we should apply those kind of design philosophy into our apps, especially in China. So as an Apple's designer, they believe simple is one of the most important thing, focus on one task and it does it really well. But I've seen a lot of, so many Chinese apps, they're trying to do all the different, all everything in one single app that making every function that hard to reach. They have to go through four or five tabs into that function. And uh, the overall experience actually goes down, Definitely. not goes up. I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, I've been trying to use Jindong and Taobao for like two years now, <laughs> but I still don't know my way around it. I just use one option that I know of and try and search for what I want and mm -hmm. order it. That's it. I mean, even to, while placing the order, I have to like translate every screen one by one. But you see where I'm going with that, because if you have less options, I don't have to translate all those text and all those buttons available because exactly. I don't know what I'm tapping on. So again, this again from accessibility point of view, I can't read Chinese. So for mm -hmm. me, if they would have made a better design and less buttons, maybe I would. it would have been much easier for me to go around it and 
probably I would still like the app. And sure. uh, yeah, another experience was for me from China was uh, the Pizza Hut app. I mean, I was trying to struggle with a coupon I ordered, and I realized that it's just a coupon. I can't. It's. I mean, I was trying to order pizza, mm-hmm. but I ended up ordering just a coupon for it. So oh. I was waiting for the pizza, and thirty minutes gone by, and I was like, "What happened?" Then I went to my friend. It's like, "No, you didn't order the pizza. You just ordered the coupon oh, for that pizza." So I was like, "Oh my god!" Like so we have to order again. So he he in fact, even though he could read Chinese, spent. At least 15 minutes, he couldn't figure it out how to order the pizza using that co- particular coupon. So you see, that's where design comes in. The user experience altogether has to be minimalistic. And uh, I really liked the talks yesterday about mm-hmm. how they talked about not just gestures and how you can make use of every single second of the user's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As you guys said, yes, uh, Apple is all about the design, right? Like. all of their devotion you know like is on the design right there's a they want to look everything perfect right like even small small minute details right they want to have that it's perfectly fit right and they will take a user as a consideration right like is user really really engaging in your app or not how you can make it much easier for the users to interact with your app you don't need to learn anything and you just the app is there that means anybody from you know like from the kid small like 2 years to the adults to the you know like the older ages mm-hmm. people they can use the app right that's how amazing it is right they they completely change the perspective of you know like user interaction how you mm-hmm. interact and the year by year and it's it's again advancing it making much you know like simpler to ad- you know like interact with the users right the entire computer human interactions became such you know like they just you know like remove the barrier Right, mm-hmm. there were a lot more barriers in the computer interaction. Right, look back like twenty years ago. Right, how we interact with the computers, interacting with the mouse and the keyboard. Now, then touch. Now, slowly they are coming towards the voice. Now, maybe hopefully in the future, probably we can just you know like think something in our head, and probably the phone can understand what I mean to do <laughs> it. Right, so that's just the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the city shortcuts already doing, right? If yes, you order, yes. If you order the soup once, next time it's gonna guess. Oh, I think it's two p.m. Time for your soup. So, <laughs> yes, right. And uh, what do you guys think about the memojis? Uh-huh. I think uh, that's one of the cool features, especially for the kids and. Uh, <laughs> taking the tongue out and uh, having all that fun. Yeah, I think they have a tongue I have some pride like they worked on the tongue detection uh you know computer vision algorithms, right? And now you can take the tongue. That's amazing, right? And it's uh, it's a different way of interacting, right? Like uh, p- people want to socialize it, right? You don't want just to write it or type it. You want a different level of communication. You want to express it with the, with our phones. How can I do that? So, I think they really explored it well. I think there is no other competitor right now with the emojis and emojis and animojis right like there are emojis are there everywhere now they are talking about emojis they are talking about animojis and they are taking to a next level yeah that's amazing uh, you know like it's a next level of uh, communicating with the people yeah and there are like thousands of applications of those features like they already applied in video conferencing in facetime uh-huh. like especially if you want to secure your identity and if you want to still use your body language in a video conference you can totally use a memoji right mm-hmm. and it would really help you secure your identity plus i think the technology behind all this is definitely going to help in the long run for example the accessibility app might be using some kind of gestures like so you detect your tongue to do something uh, it, anything could be possible 
possible through face detection and all these things which are underlying technology behind the memojis right yeah they are taking the considerations of the the people who are different ables like uh, with the gestures you know, sign languages body languages you know like you can translate what they are trying to say right it's trying to help every single human being so what yeah. do you think Yeah, it's also Memoji is kind of an entertaining part of the Apple's products. It is just so fun. So I, I kind of like the fr- at first I look at Memoji, it uh, reminds me of, you know, like you guys know we, like me, me characters in we. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But also like this is in, in Apple, they make it 3D, they make it like, easier to configure, like it looks more like you. And also like they can like uh, using the, the tone detection, that's just the next level of me. It's just really fun. Like just just so funny to to, to see those uh, memoji in messages or FaceTime. You know, everyone has different self expression. They want their customized memojis. That's for sure. And I, I'm I'm thinking memoji is going to be very popular, even the animoji. But also, I see a potential like improvement of memoji. See, for example, like configuration of the memoji could be easier because with front camera you already have your your face detected and uh, if there's oh, some algorithm can apply like machine learning oh yeah machine learning exactly and can automatically s- apply some suggested memoji for you and you just do some minor tweaks and that's it that's the uh, next level of user experience definitely it's going to be so cool you just like use machine learning like take a selfie and it's going to create a memoji for you and the, your friend and you send it to your friend hey <laughs> does it look like you it's totally you right? exactly. <laughs> yeah so it's going to be so much fun uh-huh. i'm looking forward to that as well so. yeah if you can attend your memoji also get attend as well <laughs> <laughs> right Yeah, there's a lot of fun happening and also uh, I really like the dark mode. I mean, oh, I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. Uh, do you guys like dark mode? Mm, yeah, I do. I do like it. Um, you know, it's it's a cool feature I can I can say. Oh yeah, dark mode is I'm totally down for dark modes. So as a developer with with living <laughs> yes, with living it's only code. for the nerds. That's what the, <laughs> the other, you know, like uh, other side of the developer community, right? After the yeah. community say, "Oh, okay, this for the nerds only." <laughs> they like the dev- dark mode, right? But they want to log in the dark mode. They yeah. want to even their development tool is now in a dark mode, right? <laughs> Always. <laughs> it's not only just looking look cool, but it's actually an eye saver. And like looking at the darker Xcode really makes my my eyes better after more uh, comfortable yeah it's definitely one of a cool feature and also well-being feature yeah that's pretty much sums it up we have so many f- new features coming in and not just for the developers also mm-hmm. for the consumers and everyone so i think this has been a great conference for us and we still have one day two days left right yes this is just thursday and let's see what else we have in store and probably going to talk about it next time right mm-hmm So thank you very much guys for joining me and it's been a great pleasure to have you guys and talk about different perspectives like from China, India and uh the states because uh, you've been living here for so long so yeah <laughs> awesome that's perfect so anything else you want to say to the listeners well you know like uh, actually it's my first podcast recording right i have never recorded any podcasts and it's an amazing experience uh coming here to WDC and recording this podcast right and i i think that the listeners will going to really enjoy uh what we discuss about the technology and the different perspective of the different countries right and oh yes yeah, so also it's my first podcast recording ever it's been fun it's been great and if you guys have any question add me on wechat jiangchi pinyin jiangchi that's it 
Oh, great. So, yeah, how can they follow you? Uh, uh, you can look me in the Twitter. I'm very, you know, like uh, silent in Facebooks and Twitters. Uh, I think now I need to open up a little bit. I'm, I'm really concerned about the privacy issues and all those things. I'm, I'm there, but I'm kind of silent. But you can reach me at my Twitter account, Digendra Rajak, D-I-G-E-N-D-R-A-R-A-J-A-K. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter. You can follow me. Uh, you can just send me a message. You know, like you can reach me out there all right so we know how to reach you guys and for me it's kushal ashok so just first name and last name k-u-s-h-a-l-a-s-h-o-k all right thank you very much guys for listening and see you next time thanks see you